Joel chapter 2, it's in the Old Testament there. And this morning, I'm excited to share with you something that I believe is very, very important within the disciples, within a Christian's walk. We kind of we kind of call it the secret weapon, but it's not so much a secret because the enemy knows what it is, so he tries to keep you from it. Joel chapter 2 verse 12 says, Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with, return to me with all your heart with what? With what? Fasting, weeping and mourning. Father, be with us these next few moments. Let your Holy Spirit have his way. And all that we do and all that we say, Lord, we know that this is something only of you, Lord God, of what you can do and what you want us to do. Show us your will. Show us your way. We give you the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name. We all said, before you're seated, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them the fast and the serious. You may be seated. Title of my message this morning is the fast and the serious. We're going to be talking about fasting. Now, there are many times that I come up here and I preach, and I shared this even a couple weeks ago. If you weren't here, you can uh, check out our, our Facebook Live uh, messages, our preachings that we have right there on the social media. You can listen to all the messages that are right there. And a couple weeks ago, I talked about how sometimes I'll, I'll put a different hat on. And maybe they could turn this mic up for those that are watching on Facebook. We get a lot of people that watch, and they always say, turn it up, turn it up. Well, we're going to turn this up right here. Um, and I shared about how sometimes I'll have to be a coach. Sometimes I'll be a teacher. Sometimes I'm preaching. Sometimes uh, you know, I'll motivate you. Sometimes I'll encourage you. Sometimes I'll be a parent. And I'll have to whoop you. Right? Why are you late? Get here on time. Come on, Romito. Get over. I don't care if you're in the home. You were late. If you're on time, you're five minutes late. Right? Come on. You know, there's times to do that. Today, I believe I'm probably going to be a little bit more of a teacher than anything. And I say that because if I'm going to be a teacher, there's going to be a little bit more that you're going to have to understand. There's a lot of scriptures. Somebody say scriptures. Now, within fasting, this is very, very important. Within fasting, if you don't learn how to fast, you're going to become a weak disciple. You're going to become a very weak Christian. Now, when it comes to fasting, not only is this a requirement of the body of Christ, but it is a command. It's a mandate of the Lord. The Bible says that even Jesus Christ himself fasted. Now, I want to take you through the biblical foundation of fasting. I'm going to do my best. It's a teaching so much like uh, the schools or education. You can't just get it in one period. You can't get it in one sitting. It's going to take some time. Somebody say, take some time. Somebody say, take some time. So when it comes to fasting, you got to understand, fasting is not a tradition. It's not just something we do out of religious, a religion. Oh, you have to do it. Now, there are a lot of religions that do it, but this, we don't do it because it's a religious thing. We don't do it because it's a traditional thing. It is foundational to our walk with Christ. So what does that mean for me? That means for me as the pastor or this morning as a teacher, there's going to be a lot of scriptures. Are you guys ready for scriptures? Okay, now, 
As we go through this, you got to understand that the biblical fasting is both personal and also corporate. It's personal and it's corporate. In other words, you can do it yourself and you can do it with others. You could do it yourself or you could do it with others. And we're going to take a little journey. I pray that you go on this journey with me. And every step of the way, if there is a little step that you kind of missed and say, I didn't fully understand that, don't worry about it. We've got social media. We've got it on the podcast. You can listen to it uh, at your computer. You can listen to it on your Facebook. Tell your person, stop looking at all the gossip on your timeline. Here, send them this link. This is what you want to watch and listen to in your timeline. It's a powerful word. You're going to love it. And it's going to be great for you because this is what you need. And this is what I need. No more gossip. Hello, fasting. The fast and the serious. Okay. Are you guys ready? You don't sound ready. Are you ready? All right. Joel chapter 2 verse 15. It says, blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, proclaim a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation. Already just looking at it right there, it's telling you, look, we got to come together. Somebody say, come together. It says, assemble the aged. That's good wisdom right there. I like that. Instead of saying, assemble the old people. It says, assemble the aged. But I like what it all says. Assemble the aged and assemble the children. In other words, old people and young people should both fast. Don't ever take it, well, that's just my kid. No, even the kids should fast too. They should learn how to fast. Even those nursing at the breast. In other words, even the moms who just had a baby should fast. What? See, I know. See, I know a lot of you right now. But the doctors, the doctors, trust me, and I explained this to the leadership earlier today. Every anecdote, every remedy that you're looking for, you'll find it in the Bible. We're going to be talking about this. Some of you have arthritis. Some of you have hepatitis. Some of you have cancer. Some of you have many different diseases. You have uh, diabetes. Did you know that you can get it healed through fasting? What? Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, let's go back here. All right. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. So in other words, even if you just got married... You should also fast. What? Yeah, it's, it's right here. I'm not. It's right here. You can look at it. What are, you what are you saying, Pastor? But don't you understand? There's also other scriptures that back this up. Remember where Jesus talks about? Okay, let the dead bury the dead. Let their mother go. Let, let them go. Oh, but I just got married. Okay, if you want to do that. No, uh, this is what it's going to take if you want to follow me. That's what it's going to take. You got to learn how to fast let the priests who minister before the lord in other words even the ministers even the pastors even all those who take position in the church should come under the banner of the lord to fast together it is a corporate mandate psalm chapter 109 verse 24 says my knees are weak from fasting and my body grows lean and gaunt here this is uh david king david he's sharing this and he talks about how his I believe he's looking at the length of his fast. Now, I'm not going to go into a whole lot with this, but there are some fasts, three days, seven days, 21 days, and many people have gone 30, even 40 days. I believe, uh, without going into a whole long thing here, this could have been around the 28th, 29th, 30th day that David was going into his fast on his 30 days. If you're going to be King David, and you're going to be talked to a whole lot uh, a whole lot about in the Bible, you have to get some spiritual power. And one way to get spiritual power is through fasting. We're not going to talk about you by accident. You have to attain something. How did he attain it? This was his secret. He learned how to fast. He says, my body grows weak. He was probably in his 30th day. Did you know that you can survive without food for 40 days? 
You know, ask your doctor next time you go. Say, oh, that's not right. That's not possible. I know some of you, I'm shocking your system right now. Oh, you think I'm shocking your system right now? Wait until we really keep going into these scriptures. It's going to get you right now. So I believe King David, he was talking about the length of his fast. Jeremiah 36 verse 9 says, Now in the ninth month of the fifth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, a fast before the Lord was proclaimed to all the people of Jerusalem and all who had come there from the cities of Judah. When you read the scriptures, there's a lot of times you'll see kings proclaim it over the whole nation. A corporate. We should do this together. If we want victory, we got to do this together. Somebody say together. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3. Here's another one. A lot of scripture. Now let me just say this even about Daniel. You know that your, your being is synonymous with something when your word becomes a verb. It's called Daniel fasting. It's a verb. Oh, you're doing the Daniel. We don't even say fasting. We just say, you're doing the Daniel. Right? Like if you guys keep seeing me up here dancing and I'm dancing like this and I'm dancing and I'm dancing, if you walk outside and you go and you see somebody doing yet, You'll go, oh, they're doing the pastor. Do you see what I'm saying? Fasting, this guy was so synonymous with fasting, there even was a fast named after him. It's powerful when something's named after you in a good way. Not the bad jackets, but the good jackets. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3 says, So I turned my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and petition with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, if you also notice here, Daniel himself was, had the ability to separate prayer and fasting. These are two different things. Prayer and fasting are two different things. Now, but you can't have fasting without prayer. You can have prayer without fasting, but you can't have fasting without prayer. We'll talk about that. Don't want to get too ahead of myself. But also, you'll see here, it says he also did sackcloth and ashes. Uh, without going into another lo whole long explanation with this, into this lesson, sackcloth and ashes just basically meant that these people were showing, in a religious way, a total surrenderance unto God. This happened a whole lot throughout it, sackcloth and ashes. Matter of fact, a lot of religions still do this to this day, sackcloth and ashes. Uh, even some, you know, they have Ash Wednesday, right? These are just certain things that is religiously. Now, all it, the religious thing is just shows the purpose of a commitment towards God. You're showing something towards God. So the prayer, the fasting, the sackcloth, the ashes shows a full committed surrendering to God. So when you see that, when you read that, that's the meaning of it. Joel chapter 2 verse 12, the first verse that we read, says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart with fasting. In other words, God says that in order for you to return to him, do you have the ability to put away all the pleasures from your heart? What's in your heart? And whatever's in your heart, you must return to him, not by just giving to him what's in your heart. There is a channel. It's called fasting. There's a channel. See, that's why some of us we say, oh, God, this is in my heart, and God, I'm going to give it to you. Here, here's my ex-boyfriend. Here's my ex-girlfriend. Here's my money. Here's, this, here's that. And you say, okay, God, I gave it to you. The problem is you didn't give it to him through the direct channel. So that's why you leave it there, or should I say, if you were here a couple weeks ago, you really didn't give it, you just let it go. So all of a sudden, because you let it go, it's like a boomerang. You let it go, and it comes right back. If you really want to get rid of it, you got to learn 
how to fast. Fasting is the channel that helps you learn how to give it to God. Return to me with all your heart, all the pleasures of your heart, the food, the music, the movies, whatever it is that gets inside of your heart. Return to me. If you want to come back to me, get through all that junk, it's going to be through fasting. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 3. This is another important aspect of this. I know it's probably written a whole lot there for you at 3 and 4. If it's, it's small for you, we're going to do our best to kind of make it a little bit bigger. Verse 3 and 4 says, Why have you fasted and you have not seen? Why have, you humbled, why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? In other words, right here in this portion of Scripture, there's people saying, God, I fasted. Don't you notice me? Don't you look at how holy I am? How awesome I am? See what I'm abstaining from just for you? Look, at you, you got to know this. Your ability to refrain from food doesn't attract God to you. Your ability to refrain from food doesn't attract God to you. You're probably saying, what? I thought that's why I was fasting. No. Look at the next part of the verse right here. It says, behold, on the day of the fast, you do as you please. In other words, you stop eating food, but you still keep pleasuring your heart. Oh, but I'm fasting. Yeah, but you're still doing the same thing. You're still acting the same way. You're still talking the same way. You're still doing the same thing. You're still watching the same movies. You're still listening to the same music. You're still going about the same relationships. You're doing the exact same thing. You haven't changed your character schedule. It's the exact same thing. Only thing you've done is miss a meal. That's all you've done. Just miss the meal. You say, well, what, 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 what are you talking about? Listen, God knows if you are truly desiring after him. God knows, he sees the attitude of your heart. Just because you stopped eating doesn't mean that you're fasting. Now, this is very important because a lot of people say, well, I'm doing the fast. Look, if you want to do that kind of fast, just do the Atkins diet or Jenny Craig or the veggie diet or make up a diet. Just do any of that. You could do that on your own. Matter of fact, a lot of people do that. But that's not a fast. Because you must understand that while you're doing this fast, you're not just abstaining from food. You're abstaining from the pleasures to your heart. That you're not allowing the natural to take over the spiritual. And then it says, and you oppress all your workers. And you fast with contention and strive to strike viciously with your fist. You cannot fast as you do today and have your voice be heard on high. See, my friend, fasting includes how you conduct yourself. It includes how you act. See, the Bible says here with contention, in other words, it's saying you cannot quarrel with your brother or sister and consider it a fast. Don't try to be more spiritual than the person next to you. Like, you're, you're not fasting so that you can be better than your neighbor. That's what it's talking about here, the quarreling, the strife. Say, oh, how long did you fast? You fa oh, yeah, I just fasted four days. You did three days. You're not at my level. You know, you know what you do, according to the scriptures? You allow God to cancel the fast. Because it didn't change anything. Nothing changed. All you did was miss meals. That's all you did. You just missed meals. Matthew chapter 4. Are you guys getting some here this morning? 
Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. After, I know it's the last scriptures, but you got to follow me. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Who is he? Jesus. How long did he do it? Jesus himself said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. In other words, you must not just follow him to church. You got to follow him to fast. I, I, I'm following Christ. I went to church. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you came to church. Christ also did that. He assembled in the temple many a times. But the thing that he also did in and outside the temple was fast. Somebody say fast. Now, I don't want to go into a whole long, significant, Matthew chapter 4, wrong one, Matthew chapter 4. I don't want to go into a whole long uh, thing about this, but 40 days, I shared about this just a little bit earlier. 40 days, there was a lot of people that went 40 days of fast. You'll read it there on your own. Uh, Moses went into it. Ezekiel went into it. Abraham, Jesus, uh, 40 days of fasting. And I shared this earlier, and it's very important that you understand that your, your body was made, created in such a way that you can go 40 days without water. Or excuse me, 40 days without food. With water, because your body's made up of water. But you can go 40 days without food. Did you know that? I know some of you are looking at me right now like, Pastor, but you don't know I love my enchiladas. got to have my rice and beans you just don't know this gumbo is jumbo mm. this is the crazy thing if you don't believe me talk to your doctor don't take my word for it they will tell you the way that your body was created now the thing about this is that when you do this all of a sudden your body within this time frame is going to start telling you you have to eat now. And we, we call it hunger pains, right? Like, oh, oh, oh see, I'm, I'm on my third day. And I, I remember, you know, doing this many a times. When you're on your third or fourth day, your body starts grumbling. I mean, some of you, you, you didn't eat breakfast and your stomach's already grumbling at dinner. Like, what's wrong with you? Eat, eat, eat. Those aren't hunger pains. Those are habit pains. You're, you have given your body a force of habit to eat at that time. So your mind and your stomach are having an argument. And it comes out with grumbling. Or it comes out with a headache. Oh, you got to eat. You got to eat. You got to eat. You're not breaking hunger pains. You're breaking habit pains. So what's happening is the habit that you've always had of eating that junk, your body's now saying you don't need it. Or should I say, let me reverse that. Your spirit's saying you don't need it. Your body's saying, get it. But you're teaching yourself, no. You will not win today. As for me in this house, we're going to fast for the Lord. I'm bringing this out because this is very important. I've never seen anybody in the scriptures go past 40 days. So if you hear anybody say, go longer than 40 days, uh, it's really not a biblical thing. I haven't read it. It's probably, unless somebody can read it for me, I haven't read it. I haven't seen it there. There's been a lot, three days, seven days, 21 days, even 14 days, uh, and of course, a 30 and 40 day fast. There's a lot of them here. But just don't think, man, I'm, I'm going to die. I feel like I'm going to die. Has anybody ever been on a fast before and for the first time, and all of a sudden you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm getting weak. I'm going to die. I'm the only one? Okay. When I first did it, that, that's what happened to me. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I tried. I pushed it. You know what it felt like? This is the best way I can explain it. It felt like 
my first day of practice. For those of you that played sports, your first day of practice, your coach runs you. Your coach, and then you stop running, your first day of going to the gym, your first, whatever it might be. For whatever it is, this is where the cartoon came up with seeing stars. That's why the cartoons, you see those little kids, they get knocked, or the little rabbits, and seeing stars, is because your head is losing oxygen. Ooh. 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 And so your body's saying, feed me, feed me. The challenge is you've already been fed. It's just now your body saying, give me more junk. Give me more junk. That's what's happening. And that's why it comes out in other ways. The sweat, that's what's now coming out. So that's why those of you that say, man, I'm trying this fast. I'm really doing it, but it's hard, Pastor. Don't worry about it. You're going to survive. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to survive. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. When you fast... Do not somber like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. In other words, when you fast, get dressed, go to work, do your thing, do your normal agenda, uh, wake up, paint the house. If the house needs painting, paint the thing, do what you got to do. Don't, uh, don't, in other words, don't go to work and say, well, I'm all jacked up because I'm fasting right now, but <laughs> you know, like, no. Go about your business. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't let anybody else know. You're not fasting for people. You're fasting for the Lord. But when you fast, here still in Matthew chapter 6, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting will not be obvious to men. Look, you must understand something. There is a reward for fasting, but you don't want your reward from men. You're going to want your promises fulfilled from God. Can I hear an amen? 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3. I know it's a lot of scripture, and if you're not turning there, don't worry about it. Just write it down. You can go back later on and watch this. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3 says, Jehoshaphat was alarmed and set his face to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. Now, just think of this real quick. Can you imagine if President Trump, whether you like him or not, if he were to all of a sudden come up, do a, a union address, and stand in front of the camera and say, I'm going to declare to you today, we're going to take a three-day fast for the United States of this great America that's found in Santa Clara, California. It'd be chaos. What? No, I already hate him. I hate him even more. People would go, people would go ballistic, go crazy. But yet, in the scriptures, the kings would do that to the nations. And you know what's heavy even about this one is that with Jehoshaphat, he declared a fast for his nation, and that's what gave them the victory. Gave them the victory was a part of that was fasting. See, some of you right now, you don't have victory over something because you haven't learned about your secret weapon. I'm trying to teach you your secret weapon. This is going to help you. This is very, very important. Mark chapter 2, verse 20. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them and they will fast. Disobedience 
unto the Lord. This, excuse me, this is obedience unto the Lord, and we got to learn this, that when you obey God, you can expect his promises. Expect his promises. This is the part of it. You must be able to learn that obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience unto the Lord. I'm going to do this. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, I love that. That's what we did this whole week. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. That's why for those of you that were here this week, didn't, didn't we have a powerful time this week? Man, it was awesome. It was just powerful. You could see breakthroughs in worship. It was, the power of God was moving, just moving. We talk about praying and fasting, but there's also worship and fasting. Oh, it's phenomenal telling you it's just almost like you just break through the ozone and you're like in a whole nother zone you're like wow is this the you know a whole different ozone i love this zone i just want to get there the bible says here that they were worshiping and fasting there was a dynamic ingredients that go together it's just something that's powerful i can explain it to you there's water is great but when you add a little bit of punch to it oh it tastes so much better it's ingredient. Everything that God created, he made to come together in ingredients. When you learn the ingredients spiritually to what God has given you, oh my gosh, it's so much better. Why do you think when you go to the restaurant, your food is good, but I want a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of butter, a little bit, just a little, just a tad bit. That's why I want to challenge you. Some of you at the beginning of this year, just a little bit of fasting. Just try it. I've never done it before. I've never, I've never eaten of this. Well, you're going to learn how to eat fasting. Sounds like an oxymoron, huh? You're going to see what I'm talking about just a little bit. Okay. It says, while they were worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and set them off. Even when the church was growing, when you learn here in the book of Acts, the church was growing, they still fasted. They didn't stop. Oh, the church, look at it. The church is getting big. We can stop fasting. No, they kept fasting. They kept worshiping. They kept on doing. And while they were fasting, the Bible says that ministry started getting birthed. Paul and Barnabas, Saul and Barnabas, the ministry for them started getting birthed through worshiping and fasting. I believe that some of you this year, you're going to get a ministry birthed in your spirit, but it's going to happen through prayer, worship, and fasting. There's going to be a ministry. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a hand of praise. A ministry is getting birthed in your spirit this month of this 21-day fast. There's something that is getting birthed inside of you. Acts chapter 14, verse 23 says, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church, praying and fasting as they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they had believed. See, my friend, fasting purifies the ones who are sending and the ones who are being sent. The ones who are sending and the ones who are being sent. I believe, and I believe in this wholeheartedly, that whenever we send people out, we need to fast and pray for them. In other words, we just don't bring them up here, pray for them, and say, amen, okay, have a good time. No, we need to fast for them. We need to pray for them. And I want to encourage you. You don't always hear it over the pulpit for us, uh, for you to be able to fast for them. But when you see that somebody's going to go off, I want to encourage you, fast for them. 
Take a day and fast for them. Take two days, three days, fast for them. Believe God for them. It's a big, major part of ministry, fasting and praying. See, fasting creates the atmosphere for people to move into their ministries. Now, really quickly, because I know I went over all these scriptures about fasting, but I know some of you are still asking the question, well, what is fasting? Right? What is fasting? So just really quickly, I just want to give you a couple key bullet points of definitions of what is fasting. You can take this home, write it down. If, there, if you didn't write down these scriptures, definitely write down these points. It's very, very important. I believe it's going to help you. A few different definitions that's going to help you in your month of fasting, 21 days of, uh, of what we are doing together corporately. So number one, what is fasting? The first definition is fasting is the willful abstaining from natural pleasures for spiritual purposes. The willful abstaining from natural pleasures for spiritual purposes. Now, fasting is very tough when your will wants to take over. Fasting is very tough. Well, so that's why it's a will. You have to allow your will to say, not my will, but your will be done. It's tough because your will says, ooh, four by four, in and out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But fasting says, no, in and out. Not your will, but his will be done. I will not drive through your drive through. The willful abstaining from natural pleasures for spiritual purposes willfully putting your body under subjection number two what is fasting it is a personal commitment to renounce the natural to invoke the spiritual you're basically telling your flesh that the spirit is more important you're telling your flesh that the spirit is more important i, I shared this and i said this earlier you don't have a spirit you are spirit but you're covered in dirt you're nothing but a dirt man, a dirt woman. So always remember that. You, you want to get humbled real quickly? Just remember from the dirt you came to the dirt you go. You ain't all that in a bag of chips. You're all that in a bag of dirt. Matter of fact, this is not on my notes, but the, the side note. I looked up the word uh, human or man in the uh, Hebrew. The word man in the Hebrew you could look at some on your own. The Hebrew word for man is ish. And then you have human comes together, humus, and the man. And so it's referring to dirt. So if ever at any time you think you're all that, I'm making this better. All you're doing is just, you're just ish. That's all you are. Just dirt. Look at your neighbor and say, you're just dirt. Some of you right now, I feel dirty. Well, know this. If you've ever felt dirty, it's natural. But we're not trying to tap into the natural. We're trying to tap into the supernatural. So if you want to get rid of that dirt, learn how to fast. Number three, the third definition. Dedication to a period of time to devote yourself to a spiritual priority of prayer without food. Dedication to a period of time to devote yourself to a spiritual priority of prayer without food. 
One thing I've learned about fasting is that if you're going to walk at any high level of any position, I've never seen anybody walk at any high level of any position, especially in Christianity, that has not learned how to fast. You have to learn how to do this, and especially in a specific amount of time. Now, the, this time that you have, it's rendered unto God. Now, there is a corporate time. We're saying here as Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay, we're doing 21 days. 21 days. Now, within that 21 days, there are different things. Some of you, I know that, man, Pastor, I did three days of, uh, you know, absolute. Okay, absolute, that's the one that you hear about. There's a lot of, there's actually even one fast that wasn't, when we say absolute, we're talking about no food, just water. There's a fast in here. I believe it's from uh, Esther. She said no food and no water. That's absolute, absolute. Three days. She told them, she, she told them me and my servants, we're going to fast. And tell everybody, fast for me so that when I go to the king, he will have no exception but to listen to what I say. So this was Esther's secret weapon, was fasting. People think, oh, it was the perfume and she washed herself. No, she fasted. She fasted. So when it comes to this, there's a specific amount of time. Now, this is the thing. Within the 21 days, we encourage you. And we, uh, we want to say, look, you can do this. Let's do this together corporately. Somebody say corporately. So I want to encourage you. You can do this within 21 days. Now, if you want to break it up and say, you know what, three days I'm going to go absolute, but on this fourth day I'm going to, uh, you know, be able to do this. I'm going to take Daniel on this fourth day. I'm going to take, you know, Daniel on this fifth day. And then I'm going to go back to the absolute. For those of you that are working yourself into it, that's perfectly fine. Work yourself into it. But for those of you that you're ready, you've been doing this for a while, come on, let, let's do this together. I really want to encourage and admonish some of you that you've been doing this for a while. Hey, let's do this together. I'm doing it. Let's do this. You can do it. Now, the pastor, so hungry. Look, you're just a bunch of dirt anyways, all right? Go outside, take a pile of dirt, you'll be fine. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do, don't do that if you're watching right now. Don't do that. Don't do that. Water, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. You're going to survive. Now, I'd also want to encourage you. If you're saying, you know what? I can't do it. Just be accountable to your leader and say, let's pray together. I want to pray out right now. I'm going to start getting into this, Daniel. It's a specific amount of time that you'll be able to have. That's the partial fast. It's the partial fast. We have the absolute, we have the Daniel, and then there's the partial. But you want to be able to say specifically, remember, this is unto God. Somebody say, unto God. Unto God. Now, also, understanding fast. You have to understand this fast. When it comes to fasting, fasting, number one, fasting is not just missing a meal. Fasting is not just missing a meal. In other words, you can't just say, I just missed a meal. God, why don't you go ahead and chalk that one up to a fast? All right, good job. No, you didn't fast. You still wanted to eat. All you did was forget. You just forgot. That's all it was. We're not asking you to be forgetful about fasting. If there's anything we want you to forget, we want you to forget what that guy or girl said about you. Forget that. Like, that's what we're trying to, to get. We're trying to get to that position where none of that stuff affects you anymore, but it's only going to happen through fasting. Number two, fasting, and I shared a little bit about this, fasting is not dieting. Fasting is not dieting. Okay? Listen to me. I want to make this very clear. We don't fast to lose weight. We fast to lose sin. 
We don't fast to lose weight. You want to lose weight? There's plenty of diets out there. Go for it. That's not what this is. We don't fast to lose weight. We fast to lose sin. If you want to break some yokes that are upon your, you want to break some curses, then you got to learn how to fast. If God is not the focus, then the fast is useless. If God is not the focus, the fast is useless. Number three, fasting demands the reading of the word with the replacement of the meals. Fasting demands the reading of the word with the replacement of the meals. In other words, in the time that you would have spent going out there, purchasing the food, preparing the food, cooking the food, eating the food, instead of doing all that, read the word. Read the word. Now, this is very important because it's, you must replace food with spiritual food. That's what fasting is. I'm replacing feeding this so that I can feed my spirit. So you have to think of it like this. Don't, don't think of it as, okay, well, today I'm fasting. I go to work, I go to work, I go to work. Well, oh, it's lunchtime. I'm fasting. Well, I'm not eating, so I'm going to go run some errands that I forgot to do yesterday. No, you're replacing it with the wrong thing. You must replace the time that you normally would have as a habit of breakfast or lunch or dinner and then replace it with the Word of God. That's what that is. Replace it with the word of God. Because now you're telling, that, uh, you're telling God that your spirit is more important than your physical. Are you guys understanding here this morning? Okay, this is a, this is a part of fasting. Number four, fasting demand times for meditation. Meditation. See, now that you're not cooking, now that you're not doing all those things, meditate on the word of God. Put the bagel down and focus on God. Put the breakfast burrito down. Focus on God. Focus on the things of God. Now, this is the thing about meditation. Meditation is not prayer. Meditation and prayer are two different things. Prayer is you're talking to God. Meditation is where you shut up. That's what it is. Be quiet. See, some of you, you go into prayer and you talk a lot. Some of you need to be quiet and meditate on the Word of God. You need to learn how to do that. Now, for those of you that say, but man, pastor, when I'm quiet and I close my eyes and I meditate, I fall asleep. Then you must learn how to condition yourself just like anything else. Condition yourself. It takes time. Especially for those of you moms that you have those children and you're, you're looking for like any moment of the day. Okay, no kids. Kids are gone. Kids are gone. Kids are gone. Mommy, mommy, ah, you know, you wake back up, oh my gosh. Okay, you must learn how to separate to meditate. Separate to meditate. Get away from, uh, this is, in other words, this is not a time for, give me your prayer request. What do you want me to pray for? No, 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 that's not meditation. Meditation is saying, okay, God, me and you, you've been talking to me for all my life. You've been speaking to me. Now I need to meditate on your word. What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to show me? Meditate on the word of God. Are you guys hearing me this morning? Okay. The third thing, what are the effects 
of fasting. Now, what's going to happen with fasting? I'm going to go through this real quickly. I have a lot, but I, I think, you know, today I'm doing the fast and the serious. I think next week I'm going to do too fast, too serious. I got to do a part two to this whole thing because um, there's a whole lot. There's just a lot to it. Okay, what are the effects of fasting? Number one, fasting changes us. Fasting changes us. It's very important. Fasting doesn't change God. Fasting doesn't change God. It changes the one who fasts unto God. It changes us. Fasting is for us. And number two, fasting doesn't move God. It gives God the capacity to move. Fasting doesn't move God. It gives God the capacity to move. In other words, you cannot manipulate God with your fasting. Look, God, I fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I am awesome. Oh, yes, I am awesome. I can fast for 40 days. No. Your fasting cannot manipulate God. God doesn't change this. If he wants to bless you, he's going to bless you. If you're in a storm, you're in a storm. That's, just, that's, that's the way... That God has created. Fasting changes you. Fasting changes me. It changes us. Can I hear an amen? Number three, fasting increases our spiritual capacity. It increases our spiritual capacity. See, fasting is like hooking yourself up to a huge tank of water. This is the way uh, I, I was reading about it. As I studied it, is that fasting is like hooking yourself to a huge tank of water. So in other words, you're the spirit, the water is there, and the fasting connects you. How big? That's a huge tank. The tank is way bigger than you. But if you want to obtain that, if you want a small amount of power of water, then you're going to have a small amount of fasting. It's just small. But the bigger the pipe, the more the water. So it's going to be connected. You're connected to it, but the fasting connects you. And so the fasting, much like it, because it connects you, think of it like this. The fasting is the draino. It gets rid of all the stuff that, of what the water is trying to get to you, trying to cleanse you. Trying to, so all of a sudden, fasting says, okay, I'm going to get rid of these movies. I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to get rid of that. I'm not going to do this anymore because I feel cleaner now with this water, the living water. I feel a whole lot cleaner now. So the fasting increases your spiritual capacity. When you remember when Jesus fasted, Jesus had fasted before he came onto the scene with his ministry, and he fasted for 40 days. And then all of a sudden, when you read it, after he fasted, people started getting healed like that, right? For those of you that have read the Word of God, the Bible says that Jesus came, he fasted for 40 days, the devil took him in to the desert, came back out, which is actually pretty heavy. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. He came back out, and then as he came back out, people started getting healed. Matter of fact, he was getting healed, and he was healing people on his way to heal people. That's how much people were getting healed. People were just touching his cloth, and people were getting healed. Well, where do you think it came from? You think he just came because he was the son of God? No. He did what his father told him, you should fast, it's going to work, I'm going to do exactly that. And all of a sudden, he came out, and it started becoming like an Oprah Winfrey show. You get a miracle, you get a miracle, you get a miracle, everybody gets a miracle! Yeah! Well, where was the power coming from? It came from fasting. Praying 
and fasting. It increases the spiritual capacity. Number four, fasting breaks your desire for food. It breaks your desire for food. Did you know that your body has appetites? Your body has natural, there's a thirst appetite, right? Thirsty. That's why some of you, uh, you got saved, but your thirst for alcohol is still there. You're saved, but that appetite, you haven't gotten under control. You, you have what's even people call a sexual appetite. It's there. You have a sexual appetite. Some of you, you're saved and you're good, but man, it's just the lust of the eye, the lust of the, it just wanders. Another appetite is for food. You have a food appetite. I want to eat. I got to eat. I got to eat. I have to eat. I have to eat. So all these appetites that are physically trying to take over your spirit. Every single day that you wake up, your natural is trying to take over your supernatural. Every single day. Fasting says, today you will not win flesh. My spirit is going to win, thus saith the Lord. That's what you're saying. Fasting breaks that appetite for food. Somebody say appetite. Somebody say appetite. See, when it comes to appetite, and I've shared this before, it's weird. Humans are the only ones that we could be sitting down at dinner eating food and still talk about what we're going to eat the next day. Oh, this is good food. Man, this is great food. Hey, you should have this food that I had over there. We're like, oh my gosh, we're eating food right now. We still want to talk about more food. You know the reason why? It's because you have an appetite. Your appetite will never be quenched. You need that to survive. So because you have to have this, you need to drink. Some of you, you want to be intimate. That's why if you're single, stop being intimate with somebody. That's not the way God created it. You need to stop. You, you haven't learned how to uh, put that sexual appetite under subjection yet. You want to have sex? Go for it. Have as much sex as you want. Get married. Go for it. You can have sex. You can go. I think sex is fun. Go for it. Get married. Get married. That's how you learn how to put that appetite under subjection. That's a whole nother message for a whole nother day, but I'll talk about that one day. Right now we're talking about the appetite of food. Think of it like this. If you can't overcome the power of your belly, then how can you overcome the power of a demon? You and I, for more than half our lives, we're preoccupied with what goes inside of our belly. What are we going to eat? 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 That's why one of the most powerful scriptures we talk about is, we say, the Christ himself talks about, do not worry about what you are going to or what you're going to wear. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. The pastor, this, you don't understand. No, I do understand. Your worry and anxiety is taking over your flesh. You're getting and allowing the wrong spirit to overcome you and to rule you. Fasting is going to break these bad junk habits. Can I hear an amen? You've got to be able to break these things. I've shared about this before, but man, I'm telling you, I did this as a New Year's resolution. It started as a resolution, but now it's just a normal thing. I haven't drank soda since I was 21 years old. That's just a normal thing now. For I know for some of you, like, man, I got to have soda. All you did was just switch over from alcohol to soda and say, okay, but it's still, it's still an appetite. It's still going to be there, but I'm telling you, you got to be very, very careful with what you put in your body. Your body is the temple of God. Now, believe me, I'm not saying that you have to stop soda. If you love soda, go for it. That's your thing. But for me, 
for me. I made it resolute within my spirit. I don't want to drink this anymore. I know me. See, my father passed down to me a powerful trait, and that is a powerful trait of passion. I have this trait. I just, I'm passionate about things. I'm an all-out guy, so I know me. I know me. I was sitting down around the table one time with Pastor Chucky, and we were t- they were started explaining their, they were going over their war stories of drugs, right? Oh, yeah, we were over here, and there's a few of them. Oh, man, we did, we shot the dope, and they're doing all this. Stuff. I'm just sitting there like, and they're going, oh, man, remember we stole that guy's, you know, bike, and then we sold it, and we shot the dope. Hey, that was crazy, huh? And they're going over all these stories, all these stories. And I'm just sitting there. I just have my, my arms open, and we were just kind of, you know, right there, messing with something. And he looks at me, and he goes, he looks at my arms, and he goes, man. You would have been a great dope fiend. Because he looked at my veins, for those of you that are, or were, <clears throat> dope fiends. Right? Look for veins. He looks at me, he goes, oh, you would have been a great fiend. I go, man, thank God I wasn't. And he goes, you know what? Thank God you weren't, because you probably would have stolen my bike. You know? <laughs> In other words, I know me. I know what I'm capable of. And what I'm capable of not doing. So I know for some of you, oh, I could do it, no problem. I can go here, I can listen to this, I can watch this movie, I can, fine, that's you, but for me, I can't do that. I won't, that's not my appetite. I have subjected myself to make sure I don't do that. I don't wanna do that. Because if I go there, I'm gonna go there. See, that's why some of you, you're telling yourself, no, I could dabble with this, I could dabble. No, you cannot. Stop it. Quit lying to yourself. Your flesh is winning. You need to stop it. Matter of fact, you want to stop it? Fast. That's what you need to do. You need to fast. Because what you need to do is you need to give all your heart, mind, body, and soul to God. The enemy, he's trying to take your heart. He's trying to take your soul. But in this fast, you're saying, God, I'm giving my whole heart over to you. This flesh will not win. I'm giving it to God. Can I hear an amen? The fifth thing, I'm just going to go real quick. Fasting quiets the heart in order to hear from God. Fasting quiets the heart in order to hear from God. In other words, you want to defeat the flesh? Then show your flesh some spiritual authority. Grow some backbone. Get some spiritual authority to yourself. I know right now I'm not up here preaching and I'm just trying to teach to you, but I'm telling you, as your pastor, you want some spiritual backbone? Then fast. How come I can't break this? Are you fasting? Pastor, this keeps it. Are you fasting? Well, see if you understand the curse I was under with my family. Look, stop telling me about your background. Show me your foreground. What's in front of you? You're looking too much in your past. Looking way too far behind. The past is exactly that. It's the past. You want a gift? Here's the present. There. Do something now. Show some spiritual authority now. You have the power and the secret weapon now. It's yours. Can I hear an amen? amen? The sixth thing and the last thing, and I close with this, I can come to the piano, is that fasting brings spiritual intimacy. Fasting brings spiritual intimacy. The closer you get to God, you will find the less your body is impressed. Your spirit then gets excited. See, that's why you'll see some people up here dancing and moving and shouting jumping for joy and you look at them and your flesh goes 
What are they so excited about? Yeah, right. They don't have the debt I have. They don't have the problems I have. They don't have the job I have. They don't have the family I have. That's your flesh talking. That's your flesh talking and their spirit moving. When you fast, you greet a spiritual intimacy with God. So when the worship leader comes up here and says, let's worship the Lord. Lift your hands. Your flesh says, no, I ain't lifting my hands. I've been going through it. Nobody understands me. Nobody feels me. Nobody has my disease. Nobody has my situation. Nobody has nobody and nobody, nobody, nobody. And then nobody can help you. Not even God. Because nobody. If you want to get past everybody and get directly to him, learn how to fast. Learn how to fast. There's something powerful, powerful about it. When you come next week, I'm going to talk also about fasting. It's something that really got me, and I'm going to close with this. It's in my other notes. I have two different notes, but in my other notes, what really got me in studying about Christ and his 40-day fast. I believe before I go on to be with the Lord in heaven, I, I, I personally, I want to do a 40-day fast. I've never done it, never have, but I want to do it. Has anybody here ever done a 40-day fast? I'm just anxious to know. One, two, three, four. All right, four of you. That's awesome. I've never done it. I want to do it. But for those of you that have done the 40-day fast, you know that it ain't no joke. 40-day fast ain't no joke. You can't just do it. So as I was studying and looking at this 40-day fast, because I want to be talking about also next week, about how to break your fast. In other words, you can't just say, okay, okay, it's Monday. All right, I'm going to eat everything. No, don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to shock your body. It's not good for you to do that. Don't, especially when you go into 7 to 8 to 10 to 14 to 21 days, especially if you're going to go over a long period of time. Don't jump right back into it. You will shock your body, and doctors will tell you that. Don't do that. Don't do that. As I was looking at this, there was a, a woman who did the long, I believe it was 30-day fast, and I was even mentioning it to my wife, actually a pastor's wife. She was doing the fast, but she was also taking cleansing, uh, cleansers, right? The diet supplements. She was taking all this stuff. She shouldn't have done it. Do the fast, but she was, she was like, in other words, she was trying to help God. I want to lose more weight. Like, you're, you're wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong pastor's wife true story i believe it was uh, in atlanta i want to say atlanta she did the 30-day fast and she broke the fast the next day and she shocked herself i believe it was some bread it was bread or some sort form of the grain and wheat something like that i can't remember exactly what it was but it was something she broke and it it interacted with the supplements that she was already taking and she died she died. <sighs> Pastor's wife. Wow. Because there's a certain way. In the same way that you take the fast, there's also a way to break the fast. There's a way to do it. So you can't just ah, do it. No, no, no. There's a way to break it. So it was heavy to me. So all of a sudden, now the bread. Many of you know about bread, right? Bread is a yeast and it expands. And when you put bread in the stomach, it expands, right? What was heavy to me was that when Jesus was getting towards the end of his fast the enemy came and get, and showed him a rock right and told him take this rock make it into bread if you're 
If you are who you say you are. He wasn't trying to get him to perform the miracle. He was trying to kill him. Because after breaking that fast, I says, hey, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. So he wasn't just trying to get him to perform a miracle. After he performed the miracle, he thought the miracle was going to kill him. Because the bread, after 40 days, don't do that. So there's also a way to break your fast. So you just don't want to say, okay, it's the, it's the eighth day, ninth day, I'm over. No, no, no. You want to be able to do this the biblical way. Fasting. My prayer here is that our church, Victory Average Heart of the Bay, if we're going to see miracles take place, believe me, the finances are great, $1,000, we need that. But we also need men and women who are going to pray and fast. Pray and fast. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, touch the hearts, the minds, the bodies, the souls of the men and women that are here. Lord, I know.